0: The so Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You may be seated in the house. What an honor it is to see you this morning. I feel His presence. Thank you, Joni, for our worship team. Would you let them know how much you appreciate them? I am so excited about tonight. I want you to uh, put this on your calendar right now. Week um, 297. Um, Parker and Jesse Green, or is it 298? It's 298. Sorry for the typo there, but we'll we'll get over that. 298 Parker and Jesse Green will be with us. You don't want to miss that tonight. If you would make sure that you're you're here. Um, I also want to remind you that in two weeks, everybody say two weeks. weeks. Everybody say two two weeks. On our Sunday night offering for the revival, our 300th week, we're going to be receiving an offering uh, on that night of excess of $300,000. All right, okay, all right, stand to your feet. I want to make sure that you, you heard me because sometimes you're, when you sit on your behind, it messes with your ears a little bit maybe, I don't know. And when I, when I say this, this is so important because the offering is for our missions, it's going to go to ministries, numerous ministries uh, here and around the world. $300,000 is our baseline, and we're going to be building clinics. We're going to be helping ministries. We're going to be supporting uh, overseas works, helping churches build churches, helping them build wells. We're going to help Honduras. They're planning churches like it's going out of style. I'm telling you, we are excited about this $300,000. Now, listen, this is where I need you to be. I need your faith to be at a level that whatever God asks you to give, you give that. Yes. All right, I'm going I'm to say it again. Whatever God asks you to give, you give that. Now, um, don't put a limit on him. Don't put a lid. Well, Lord, you can ask me up to a certain amount because that's my comfort level. Yep, keep going. Okay, you hear what I'm saying. I was with a guy the other day, and he's sharing his dream, and the Lord said, give him $25,000. And I said, Lord, what do you, what do you, you, you know, just, you, did you say 25? He said, write him a check for $25,000. Cold chills went through my body, so to speak, but at the moment he said it, I jumped on it and said yes, but after the rational side of me came down, the, the, you, because you deal with this dichotomy, right? You deal with the dichotomy of the spirit side and the natural side. And, and your spirit man's ready to do whatever the Lord says. But your flesh man says, well, wait a minute. You got obligations that you need to meet. How in the world? You, this is irresponsible.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. My sheep hear my voice. so All I'm asking you to do is to hear the voice of God. Don't set a baseline, okay? I'm good, Lord, up to $250, okay? Whatever he says, obey him. Now, for us, to make this in math, 300 people bring $1,000. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 300 people bring $1,000. And uh, I had a pastor send us $10,000. He says, I'm gonna be a part of this. Just just said, we're sending 10, we've already received it. Another church says, up in Michigan, we're sending our $1,000. So how about a half a million? Why one, one, not a half a million? And, and it, none of it will stay. None of it, none of it will, will, will stay in the house to help us pay our you know, electric bill. This is going to ministries and missions. We're headed to the Eastern Mississippi Correctional Facility in February. And it's going to cost a lot of money. We've got to get the, the rigs there. We've got to get our cameras there. They're allowing us to do two services a day live on television for four hours apiece. Well, watch this, and baptizing people in the Eastern Mississippi Correctional Facility. That's, that's gonna be a part of this money. Will will help us not only reach overseas, but it's it's right here. We got hotel bills. There'll be there'll be meals that we gotta take care of, uh, expenses. You can imagine the rig that we gotta get there, the camp. everything. So that's what I'm talking about, all right? So just make it a matter of prayer. Just lift your hands. Father, I thank you that you're going to do exceedingly above all that we could ever ask or think. I am in the midst of, Lord, people that dare to believe. They've seen legs grow. They've seen eyes open. Lord, we've seen deaf ears hear. So Lord, we know that you can do the impossible. So Lord, we're tangibly now giving to you only what we can physically, and that is our bodies and our toil and our labors. Lord, would you speak to your people? And church, listen, whatever he says, between now and week 300, would you just obey him? Whatever he says. So Lord, we bless you and we thank you for that. And everybody in the house said amen. "Amen." All right, you you may be seated. Now, one last announcement that I want to make. We're changing up our platform. Um, uh, You'll see a difference on Wednesday night, perhaps, but on Sunday, and it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, We have been talking for several years now, at least two years, uh, because we're um, we're so attracted to imagery in the sense of when we show a picture or a video, how it builds your faith. And so we're uh, adding an element here on our platform. It's a video board that you're going to love. It's gonna look similar like this, so when you come in, it's, it's not gonna shock you to the end of the world, okay? It's just gonna be right behind us, just a video board so that we can show images. That makes sense to everybody. So just, now, I need, I need some of us to relax a little bit about the lights, okay? Things of that nature. So Everybody's got a comment and an opinion. Let me tell you this. When you get to heaven, When you read your Bible correctly, there are flashes of lights. There's every color imaginable. Your Bible talks about this rainbow of colors and so forth. Now, the reason that we're adding this video board is not that, because y'all know we don't do the haze and fog and that, and and we, as long as I'm pastor, we won't do that. Uh, we're not going to do anything imitation like that, but when we can enhance a message through a 4K video, and have you enjoyed the, the difference in our, our video production as far as, yeah, yes. we've gone from 1080 to 4K. It's, it's absolutely amazing. So just on Sunday, don't send an email, okay, that, you know, we've gone over the deep end. So I'm just prepping you. Touch somebody and say, just be okay, all right? I don't even know why I need to say that, but anyway. Praise the Lord, I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna help you right there. I'm gonna help you. All right, here's another image of one similar, and this is like one, and it, and it just it's just gonna be absolutely glorious. It's already in our warehouse. It'll be up Monday and Tuesday, perhaps by Wednesday. I'm not sure. Okay, all right, stand back to your feet, all right? I feel better. All right, are you good? All right, I've got something for you today. I've got something for you today. You know, last Sunday, we talked about um, making those declarations, breaking the power of the enemy over us, the fog, the mental uh, anguish, the attacks of the devil, but I feel that there is, as he's leaving, he's kicking and screaming on some of you, and, and I'm just telling you, he's on his way out, but I, yeah, come on, let's give God glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So grab your Bibles. I want you to go to Ephesians chapter 5, but I'm going to read Ephesians 6, then I'm going to bump back to Ephesians chapter 5. Now listen to this statement that I think is applicable. And I need you to, I need you to dial in on this. Wrap your mind around it. As you and I, guys, and as the world um, approaches the end, His assault on his foes, the devil's assault on God's children is going to increase and intensify. So don't think that just simply because, okay, I feel better, I, I, I'm, I'm able to cope a little bit more. Don't think that his um, assaults are going to um, completely leave you alone. Does that make sense? He knows his time is drawing To the end. As in any war, typically, as you see yourself losing and your time is running out, you throw all that you have at your enemy, hoping to break their will or to hit them with such ferocity and ferociousness that they back up and pause. I want you to prepare yourself that that is coming. The enemy's going to try to bring destruction everywhere that he can. Are you with me? Ephesians chapter 6. Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle with flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, and the rulers of the darkness of this age, and against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Again, he says, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in what day? In what day? In the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, gird your waist with truth, put on the breastplate of righteousness, shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, take the shield of faith, which is able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray always, praying always, praying always. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. People ask me, why am I being attacked? In fact, that's the title of my message today. Why am I being attacked? And It may have very little to do with us, you and me, but it has more than likely everything to do with your purpose. The attack is not coming to you simply because you're a breathing human being and because you're all of that in a can of biscuits, okay, or you come from the right pedigree or you come from the right history. Right side of the tracks. More than likely, the attack that is on you, on me, on us, is directly related to the purpose that God has for your life and the mantle that rests upon you. It may be as a direct result of a prophetic word spoken over you. Mm -hmm. The potential of your life, your purpose... God-given purpose is what attracts the battle. Do you know there are some people in your world that have no issues? I mean, they're just sliding through life. They have no issues, no problems, no struggles, other than just what life brings them from time to time. But they're not facing what you're facing. They're not encountering what you're encountering. Can I get a witness in here? And the reason that some of us are undergoing such severe assault from the enemy is a direct result of the potential purpose, the prophetic words spoken over your life. If you don't know your purpose, you do not recognize the mantle on your life, then you will be no threat to the enemy. Therefore, he's going to leave you alone. But the moment you begin to step into that purpose, assignment, understanding, the enemy takes note and will try to forfeit or remove or distract you in order to keep you from your purpose. Now, the whole thing that the enemy wants to do is to get you to pull back and to quit. Talk to me in this place. I said the enemy wants you to be distracted so that your focus becomes about problems rather than your purpose. Yes. Keep going. You have to see beyond the attack, discern why you're being attacked, and if you can know who your enemy is, then you can persevere through everything that he brings to you. Talk to me in this place. Because your purpose was divinely given, mm, Because it was what you were born for and why you are here. Your greatest attacks will come when you discover it and when you walk in it. Mm -hmm. When you grow in that influence and that purpose, when you're aware of it, that's when the enemy will try to dissuade you, destroy you, And cause you to get discouraged. Let's be honest who in the last six months to a year, since you've been attending the North Georgia Revival, you have undergone an attack that has brought a small degree of discouragement? Raise your hand, raise your hand. All right, all of us. If you do not know how to handle this, it will cause you to change your trajectory and your focus and your movement. Sadly, some people interpret attack as me or you being in the wrong place at the wrong time. I'm going to say it again. Many of us think that if you're undergoing an an, an onslaught of attack after attack after attack after attack, And you seem that you can't catch your breath. You seem that everywhere you go, every turn that you make, there's opposition, there's roadblocks, there's obstacles. People will interpret that. Watch this. Maybe not you at the beginning, but your friends will interpret that as, well, what's wrong with you? Yeah, keep going. That's right. You must be in sin. You must not have enough faith. You must be in the wrong direction. You must be in the wrong church. Look, I've been in my church 10 years. I've never gone through that. I've been loving Jesus for 25 years. And in the last three months, I've seen you go through more hell than I have in two and a half decades. You need to reevaluate where you go to church. You need to reevaluate your commitment to all of these things that you say are of God. And look, ever since you've given yourself to that, your world has crumbled. Can I get a witness in this house? I'm going to help us today. I'm going to help us today. Does that make sense to us? And the reason is, is because for the last few decades, maybe even the generation, that we have been taught that if you give and sell out everything to God, your life is not going to have any problems because we hear the sayings, you're more than a conqueror. Now, let me tell you about that. You are more than a conqueror. It doesn't mean that you are above problems it means that now you have the fortitude and the strength and the faith to walk through I'm going to conquer this you can't receive a trophy without winning come on now somebody you can't raise the heavy title of the heavyweight title of the world without knocking somebody out winning a few bouts winning a few struggles come on talk to me But because the Western has misinterpreted the prosperity and Christian life, we think that when we find and are in the center of God's will, that we're going to be blessed and blessed and more blessed. And that literally means cars and more cars and houses and more finances and greater health. Listen, people have said this. It's, It's not in the word. That you're never safer than being, or or you're, you're never more blessed than when you're in the center of God's will. There's some truth to that. But have you ever really been in the center of God's will? Oh, yeah. Go talk to the Apostle Paul. I don't know if anybody's been more central in the will of God. And his life was chaos from the back. I mean, people walk out on him, people betray him, shipwreck, beat, leopard, dead, and stone in the center of God's will. Peter being in the center of God's will was hung upside down and crucified. John, in the center of God's will, was put in burning oil. Thomas was, spear, uh, was was thrust through by spears in India, being in the center of God's will mm-hmm. going. puts you in the center of the crosshairs of the devil. That's, that's it. That's it. But because we have such weak fortitude, when struggles come, we get discouraged, dissuaded, and we 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 we, we, we get. Oh, i got to protect myself. i got to protect everything around me. So I'm going to pull back hoping that I get out of the crosshairs. Talk to me. Does this make sense? I'm going to help you today. Touch somebody and say, I believe, I believe the pastor's going to help us today. What I have discovered, that the pressure does leave when you pull back. Yeah, when you pull back, there's no pressure. Because what you're doing is succumbing to the spirit of the air, which is self-preservation. It's the one of convenience. It's one of comfort. Survival. It's the path of least resistance. And usually what I have discovered is when the battle increases, far too many, not in this house, but far too many, reevaluate and they slow down. Write this statement down. The arrival of good things that are from God will bring conflict. The enemy is concerned not about your prosperity, but about your purpose. When God puts his hand on you, and you are right in the midst of his will, there will be contention. I need you to understand that. Well, what about the, what, about the, what you know, peace and blessing and calm? And there are seasons of that. But there are also seasons where the enemy's purpose is to pull, pull on you, to attack you, to keep you from moving forward. Write this down. When God increases his glory, the devil will come to attack. Have y'all noticed in the seasons of five and a half years of revival that there have been more attacks prior and previous to greater realms of glory? Why? He fears the fulfillment that the purpose of glory brings. He fears it. So if he can get enough of you discouraged, fragmented, sideways, sidetracked in any way, in any possible uh, uh, realm, he knows that it's going to affect the overall glory inside the house, your life, and your family. Now, let me give you a couple of examples of this. When there is glory, there's always trouble. God doesn't bring it, but the enemy attacks it. He fears the result of glory. Now, there's a young lady minding her own business in a Jewish family, and all of a sudden, she's visited by an angel. Mary, you shall give birth To the son of God. They have this conversation. And then she ends up saying. Lord whatever your will is. Do it. Then the Holy Spirit came. Placed seed on the inside of her. And she was carrying. Jesus. Emmanuel. God with us in her womb. And yet. She's unmarried. what you would think would be a glorious event of which it was because God looks at the moment but also the future and had to do something with Mary so that she could carry the Son of God nine months later, give birth to God with us, the Son of Man living among us. Now, can you imagine the community and the uproar of an unwed mother Talk to me. I know we're 2,000 plus years removed from this, and so it's no big deal, but can you imagine an unwed mother in this time and now Joseph having the conversation with her too? What do you mean you're pregnant? I thought we were going to be together. Yeah. Then God visited him. Got me? Yeah, that's right. Whenever God puts something on you, in you, It always attracts outsiders to question it, and even your own mind can wreak havoc with you. Then, Jesus is born. We love Luke chapter 2, the miracle birth, and the wise men bringing gifts, but what did Herod do? He heard that there was a prophecy That there was going to be a Messiah that was to be born. Now, he wasn't thinking spiritual Messiah. He's thinking a political Messiah that all of a sudden he's going to rise up and build an army to overthrow Herod and all the Roman Empire. That's what he's thinking. So he sets forth a decree that every male child, young child would be murdered and killed. Now, what blows my mind is this. There is a mother that just gave birth to a one-year-old. She has no idea what's about to happen. That there was a Savior implanted in a virgin's womb who never knew a man, and yet the decree that the Son of God is coming to save mankind from his sins, she gives birth, this other lady, a year-old child... Then all of a sudden, a Roman soldier comes out of nowhere, takes a knife, and cuts his throat. How many thousands of young children died? And Jesus did nothing. God did nothing. Now, that'll mess with you. So then, Jesus stands on the scene and says, I came to be your Savior. And the mother's thinking... You're responsible for the death of my son. Wow. Wow. Think about this, guys. Come on, let's be a little rational here. You've got to think in that first century world, this is wild. You said you're going to come and bring me life, but you brought me death. The havoc, the horror, the murder, all because God says I've got to get glory on the earth. I don't have the answer for you what you're looking for in that regard, but here is what I'm saying to you, that when God brings glory on your life, and there's a mantle on your life, and you identify what that purpose is. My purpose is, A, I'm going to be in this place. I'm serving in this house. I'm supposed to do this. I'm on that mission field. I'm supposed to lead this Bible study. I'm telling you, when you step into your purpose and the glory of God comes, it's not going to be easy. There will always be conflict because whoever is in power fears the result of glory. So the question is, why am I being attacked? Why is Christ's fellowship being so attacked? Because there is a realm, an element of glory that we are stepping into Now watch this, and we have the choice to whether endure and weather and push through the attack so that we can enjoy, watch this, so that we can reap the benefits, so that we can walk up under this mantle. Come on now, I want to walk up under the mantle, but I got to go through some things. I want to walk in this greater purpose, but I got to go through some things. I want to step into what God has for me, but I got to step through and walk through these things. This is why God says, I take no pleasure in the one who pulls back. Yeah, amen, amen, amen. He says, he who finishes to the end. That's it. But you have to understand, as we approach the end, if you're associated with life-giving churches and life-giving ministries, and we are, we are echoing the heart of God and the voice of God, I am here to tell you that trouble's going to increase. But do not fear. He overcame the world. And he's given us the authority. Come on, talk to me in this house. We are the more than conquerors. Good things in your life can bring an attack. Now, let me say this, because this is going to help you. As you enter into this new realm of purpose, understanding, and glory, there's three things that are going to be released into your life. Write these down, okay? Now, these are negative, but we're going to get to the positive in a moment. But I just need you to prepare for this, because I don't need you to be ignorant. I need you to be aware. That's what the word says. Do not be ignorant of the devil's devices, He walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Three things are going to come to you as you enter into different realms or realms of surrender. Listen to me. As you enter into realms of obedience, yielding to God, as you go into greater depths of humility and hunger for God, Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm, 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 when I, when, when I surrender, when I say, God, I need, I need to go deeper, I need to, I, I need to yield more, I'm telling you, as a believer, I can open doors that are negative, talk, talk to me, I can open up doors that are negative, but I also can walk through doors that are positive. But when I walk through new realms, new opportunities, new surrender, new obedience, new hunger, listening to the voice of God and saying, yes, Lord, I'll do that. When you walk through that, not only is it a glorious door, but there is a door of gore as well. There is, as I enter into this, it's a whole nother realm of attack. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. When you're broke, you do not struggle over certain things. I'm not tempted. To go buy something. That's right. I mean, it may cross my mind and Pastor Jeremy and say one day. And when I have nothing, I can't buy anything. That's right. Yes. When you have nothing, you're not worried about impressing people. You're just worried about survival. But when you run into a few dollars. You open yourself up to another realm of temptation that wasn't there. That's right. keep, yeah, keep. Now I'm entering to a realm. Because listen, this is what we would say. We would say, well, I, I'd never be tempted with money. So you, you're mastering $88 a week. And you think you can handle $8,800 extra a week. Yeah. Or what about $88,000 in a year that you have? What am I going to do with all this excess money? Keep teaching. When you're on $88 and that's the surplus... There's not a whole lot of temptation out there for it. There's no sense that the devil's wasting his time. But when you have surplus, all of a sudden, the world is my oyster. There's no temptation for me to be on a boat on a Sunday morning. And here's the reason why. I don't own a boat. I mean, would he waste his time to me and say, you know what you need to do today instead of going to church? Just take a day off. Go, go get on the lake with your boat. And I go, hey, I don't have a boat. He's not even going to go there. But all of a sudden, I buy a boat, and I have a boat. Now the temptation comes. I'm not saying it's wrong to have a boat. If you have a boat, I'd like to use it. Okay, so just letting you know. The Lord has need of that, right? Just like the donkey, the Lord has need of that. I I won't use it on Sundays. I won't be tempted. But you hear what I'm saying. Huh? When you walk through doors, as the blessing and prosperity comes and you're underneath that mantle, that obedience, now you've gone into a totally different realm of temptation. You never thought about in your company fixing the books, when you were on the factory floor making parts. Yeah. But because you got promoted, now you're in the office where you see a million dollars every two weeks come through and some cash. And you think, they'll never miss that 20. They'll never miss that. You take a little bit at a time. But when you're on the factory floor, you have no temptation. Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm just telling you right here, as we grow in the things of God, greater will be the temptations. Greater will be the distractions. And the reason your attack is so great and relentless and not giving up easily is because you and I have opened up a door that said, God, whatever it costs, whatever price we have to pay, We're going to walk in this realm of glory. We don't care what happens around us. God, I don't know, a thousand may fall at my right and a thousand may fall at my left, but my eyes are fixed on you for my eyes have seen and my ears have heard and I'm not going back. I know this is your will. I know this is your plan and you keep walking and you're walking, but I'm telling you all out here are new minefields that you had no idea even existed and that you would even struggle with when you were way back there. Talk to me. Am I helping you? Yes. I said, Am I helping you? Yes. Okay, so temptation. Temptation's gonna come. Second thing, unusual attacks. Unusual attacks. And thirdly, now I want you to write it down. Just, it's, I'm not gonna spend any time on it, just challenges just challenges. Your obedience to God does not bring immunity to the enemy and from the enemy, from sin and temptation. In fact, it increases. Talk to me. It wasn't until Jesus decided to go to the wilderness to get closer to God, to fast and to pray. The Bible says that Satan attacked him. When he walked through that door, the enemy came. You would think that that would be a time of selah. It would be a time of rest, right? you think it would be a time of refreshment. It would be a time of just, oh my goodness, this is just you and the Lord having this, this wonderful mountaintop experience, but he was hounded for 40 days and tempted by the devil. And every time... Jesus overcame by the word. When you're being tempted, you got to have the word. Amen. We have to learn to fight. Touch somebody and say, we got to learn how to fight. Okay, you, gotta have to, you have to learn how to endure, how to stand. So what do you do when the attack happens? Let me give this to you now. I want you to stand to your feet very quickly. Then you're going to sit right back down. I want you to stand to your feet because I'm going to read the scripture, and I want you to go to Ephesians chapter five. I told you how to get there. Here we are. Ephesians chapter five. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Are you good? Yes. I said, Are you good? All right, now here's what we're going to do when we're attacked. Are you ready? I'm, I'm, I'm going to just take just a few moments. I want to make sure you understand that. Now, raise your Bible if you've been attacked. Just raise it high. Raise it high. If you've been attacked over the last year, all right, every one of us, now just keep it up. I'm going to help you on how to get through the attack straight from the word. It won't be the last attack, he's coming. Jesus, are you okay? Y'all working out a little bit? All right, don't, go, don't grow weary. Do this if you have to. Okay, just keep it up. <laughs> Satan attacked him, and the Bible says he found nothing in him. And then he came back at a more opportune time. So don't ever think that you're, you win one war or one battle that it's all over. It, I'm telling you, the more you go, the deeper you walk with God, the closer you are to him, the more broken you are. Okay, I'm telling you, He's thinking, you know what? That last missile didn't sidetrack them. Let me go with something greater. Ephesians 5. Let's look at it together. Verse 15. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeem the time because water are evil. We're living in that, Right? evil is everywhere therefore don't be unwise but understand what the will of the lord is he says do not be drunk with wine he says in which is dissipation but be filled with the holy spirit now i love the new um, i love the king james version here because he says speak to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Now, you may be seated. I need you to lean into this right now, okay? So I want you to, do, I want you to, I want you to literally lean into me for a moment, okay? All right, that means move forward just a little bit, just kind of lean in, all right? When somebody has something very important to say and they're going to talk softly, what do you do? Okay, all right, all right, let's go back to normal. All right, on the count of three, I want you to lean in, because what I'm about to tell you is life-changing. Lean in. Now, don't catch a cramp. All right, you're good. The Bible says that when we are literally going through some stuff, we're full of the Holy Spirit, because this is all in the context of spiritual warfare, all of it. He says, here's how I need you to persevere. Listen, listen. Speak yes. to yourself. Oh. Amen. That's good. Do you see it? It's right there in the scripture. Yes. Now, most people call you crazy, mm-hmm. psychiatric ward. Yes, but Same. I'm telling you, I love where now we have the earphones, earpods in the car. And you can talk through your car to people. Because back in the day when you didn't have that and you're going down the road having a conversation. And there's no means for anybody. You're just like having a conversation. by. they, They would admit you. They thought, man, that guy's crazy. But he says, speak to yourself. When's the last time? that you arrested the thoughts of fear, anxiety, stress, abandonment, loneliness, death, all of that as running wild in your brain. But the word of God says speak to yourself. Self, stop it. Self, You are an overcomer. Self, by his stripes, I am the healed of the Lord. When you're filled with fear, open up the word of God and turn to a passage like this one and speak. To yourself, the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. Self, the Lord makes me to lie down in green pasture, and the Lord himself leads me beside still waters. Self, your soul is running rampant, but he restores my soul, and he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Self, though I'm walking through a valley of death and there seems to be no end, and it seems that I'm going to die, I will fear no evil. Mm, Talk to me. For God, you are with me, and your rod and your staff, they comfort me. God, in the midst of this adverse situation and my enemies are all about me, you are preparing a table before me in the presence of all my enemies. In my season of lack, you have anointed my head with oil, and my cup has excess, Mm, and it runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Come on, let's give him praise in this house. I said, let's give him praise in this house. There are certain times that you need to have a conversation with self. There are times that you really need to arrest your thoughts, as the Bible says, and to bring every thought captive. That means that you say, I know that you have been running wild in my head. I know that I have entertained your thoughts and even followed you on this rabbit trail of where I am and how it shall end, and every step of the way is filled with fear and anxiety, and potential death. But now I arrest that fault. I bring it subject to me. And I incarcerate it. And I'm going to oppose it by speaking to myself the truth. I can't trust my own heart. I can't trust my own intellect. I can't trust my own rationalism. I can't trust anything that I say. But I have an anchor called the Word of God. It is infallible. It is inerrant. It's never changing. It has been tested, and it is proven. So I'm going to talk to myself as I hold the keys of those rampant thoughts in one hand, and I'm going to speak the truth of God's Word unto myself. I'm going to speak it until I believe it. I may not believe it at first because the thoughts are trying to escape out of my mind. But I'm going to speak it until. I wish I had somebody in here that understood what I was saying today. If that doesn't work, I go to Psalm chapter 91. He who dwells in the secret place. Hey! He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord that he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover me with his feathers and under his wings I shall take refuge. His truth shall be my shield and my buckler. I wish I had a witness in this house this morning. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the error that flies through my mind, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at my right side, and ten thousand at my other hand but it shall not come near me. We have to learn to talk to ourselves. It's the only way you're going to be able to make it. How do you think the Apostle Paul made it in those dungeons and those damp prisons? Soldiers would come to him and say, man, if you just tap the brakes a little bit. If you'll just slow down, get in survival mode, We'll let you out of here. Peter, this Holy Ghost thing that y'all did just earlier yesterday, and this turmoil in the city streets as they incarcerated Peter and John for questioning, they said, listen, two things. Don't talk about his resurrection and no longer preach about his name. comfort this is unwarranted unwanted Peter looks at him and says we've decided already we're going to obey God told himself do what you got to do beat me stone me but I can't help but speak what I have seen and what I have heard with my own eyes and my own ears. Do whatever you gotta do, but I have already made up my decision. You gotta speak to yourself. Look at what it says. Go back to Ephesians 5. Speak to yourself. I said, speak to yourself. Speak to yourself. Speak to yourself. Then he adds. Speak to yourself in songs. And in hymns. Thank God for old hymns. I may not know the last of all the things that are going on in our culture, but I know about blessed assurance. Sing it.
1: Blessed assurance. Oh,
0: speak to yourself.
1: Jesus is my
0: walls closing in on you. Darkness. My, my, yeah, you know it, you know it. Come on, let's sing it.
1: Here of salvation, the purchased of God, my, my, my. born of the Spirit, and we're washed in His blood. Hey,
0: hey, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. One more time, let's sing it. Encourage yourself this right now my story.
1: This is my song. My song.
0: Yeah. To you, O oh Lord. My song. Praising
1: my Savior. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Come on, saints of God. You gotta speak to yourself. Tell yourself right now. Blessed assurance. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I feel better already. I feel feel better already. What about that song? That when you're going through the darkest of dark and the enemy's telling you not so much, not that radical, not that extreme, that old blessed hymn, I surrender all. Sing it to yourself. Sing it.
1: Come on, your ears need
0: to hear it. The devil needs to hear it. Not
1: some.
0: That old blessed hymn right here.
1: All to Thee, my blessed Savior, I
0: surrender Just sing that one more time. Come on, let this be your prayer. Come on, you know it. Come on, stay with me.
1: I surrender all
0: no matter what the devil brings, right? Of us need to be reminded of how wonderful and how great He is. Now listen, the Word says speak to yourselves in psalms and in hymns. Tell Him how great He is.
1: my my soul.
0: Stand your feet all across the room,
1: would you, right now?
0: to this. He says, speak to yourselves in psalms and in hymns and in spiritual songs. Shalom. Shalom. Excellent peace. Just peace. Some of you have such chaos in your life right now. You need to speak to your soul. Peace. Perfect peace. Sing that, Joni, if you will. Here we go. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
1: Shalom, shalom, shalom. Yes. Jesus, you're my peace. Say it. Shalom, shalom, shalom. Jesus, over me. Shalom, shalom, shalom. Jesus, you're. All right, just stop
0: for a moment. Now listen, look at me. Do you see what's happening to you internally? This right here will run you crazy. That's why the renewing of our mind. Singing the word. Speaking the word. This is why worship's so important learning songs new melodies that you put into your hand that are filled with the word of God and you're slicing and cutting away all the tentacles that the enemy has placed in you, your failure you'll never make it you'll never succeed you're not anointed, if they only knew your past, you failed before, that business will not succeed you can't give a dime on that mission. You got obligations. You just begin to speak to yourself. Blessed songs. Beautiful hymns. Sing it again. Shalom, shalom. Come on. Transformation in your heart.
1: Shalom. Shalom.
0: Shalom. Come on, Saints. Sing it like you mean it. Come on, don't. Jesus. Come to the altar right now. There's breakthroughs happening. Shalom, come on, right shalom, here. Shalom, Want to come and pray? Come and pray.
1: Jesus
0: me, this is the greatest hour of breakthrough in your life right now. We're obeying the word. are chaotic. you think thinking about quitting, Shalom, pulling back. Shalom,
1: Shalom, Jesus, oh, Jesus, walking out on your family because
0: you didn't bargain for everything. You didn't know that you had that kind of chaos. Say it. About that name that is above every name. How about that name? Jesus Yeshua. Yeshua. Sing it. Spiritual songs. Just you and him right now. Common storms. Speaking to yourselves. Come on, others if you need to come. I'm telling you, this is the altar call. This is the time of deliverance. This is the time of freedom right now. Stay focused. The name that is above every name. The name that is above every name. Every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. Keep going. Uh, uh, I want you to take a look at the screen. If you're here at the altar, you don't have to, but I want you to look at the screen, and then I want us to sing this song. If I was able to pull back the spirit realm into the realm of the spirit, it would be ferocious. And there is an attack that is coming on your life. I don't want you to look away at that screen. I want you to dial into that screen. Let me tell you, men, this is what the devil does for you when he comes to lust and pornography. He's coming after you. He takes no, no prisoners. He wants you to quit. He wants you to pull back. He wants you to draw back. At the greatest fight of our lives, the enemy will whisper to us, too much too soon because you're stepping into the mantle on you is great and I know the surroundings of our life are great and demanding as well but God has not brought you to this point to break you physically and emotionally he has not brought you into this realm of glory for you to pull back and to have a selah in your life where you say I'm disengaging for a season God would say to you speak to yourself my peace my provision my power look at the picture look at it he's a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour and when you feel nothing you know nothing the hand of God you can't sense it you have no goosebumps on your arms and your back there's no worship leader you find a moment of isolation you say God my emotions are everywhere have mercy upon me O God according to your loving and kindness and to your multitude of your tender mercies wash me thoroughly created me a clean heart oh God renew a steadfast spirit within me do you hear what I'm saying? and you take this word and you sit there blessed assurance
1: blessed assurance
0: Jesus, come on, sing it. You say it. The devil's in your ear. Sing it, Joni.
1: Jesus my. Come
0: on, look at the picture. Look at the picture. He's breathing venom in your ear. off of the picture
1: He's breathing death Well, you're
0: singing in the midst of your war and then you move into that spiritual song Shalom, Shalom, Shalom here we go Of God, here
1: we are. Shalom, 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 Jesus. I'm going to send
0: you out of here. The Bible says this, speak to yourself, psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Now listen to what he said next. Making melody in your heart. I have to initiate, I have to make it. I have to make the melody in my heart. I have to make the melody. I got to sing when I don't want to sing. I got to speak the word when I don't want to speak the word. When I'm filled with doubt and turmoil, my survival depends upon it. Come here, stand right here. One translation says it this way. Speak to one another in songs, in hymns, in spiritual songs. Sometimes it's so hard for you to speak. Joni, come here. And you need a sister or a brother or a husband to come to help. Stand right here. Joni, put your hands on her head. Both of them. Shalom. Sing. Paula, come here, stand right here. Pastor Sherry, put your hand on her head. Sing over her. Joseph, where's Rachel? She here. Stand right here. Pastor Jeremy, put your hands on his head. Stop. Sing over him. Zach right here. Austin. Right here. Lay your hands on Zach. Right here. On Alex, sing over. Sometimes you can't do it on your own. Speak to one another. That's why church is so important. That's why fellowship is so important. JC, come stand right here. Who needs peace laid upon you? Who needs peace? Who needs peace? Come right here. Put your hands on her head. And sing over her. Please stand right here. What young man needs peace over your life? Come on, come right now. If you're a young man, you need peace. Turn around. If you need peace in your life, right here. Put your hands on his head, people. And sing over him. Y'all too, right here. All right. John Michael, right here. Landon, right here. That's fine. Lay your hands on his head. Right, Landon. I've never been more serious in my life. Somebody else needs prayer for right now. Come. I need a lady. Come right here. Lauren, right here. Lay your hands on her. You're going to sing over her. You're not going to pray over her. I don't need you to pray. I need you to sing. Gary. Gary. Tap Gary right there. Right here. John, lay your hands on him. Sing over him. Fighting hail. Anybody else? Come quickly. Raise your hand. I need somebody to come over here. Ladies, y'all come on. Let's lay your hands on him. Sing over him. Man, thank you. Thank you. Right here. Lay your hands on him. Just put your hands. Thank you for drinking. Anybody else? Prayer. Who needs prayer? Come. We got two ladies here ready to pray right here. Two ladies. Anybody? of our heads to the bottom of our feet peace of God that surpasses all understanding your people today, that we are fortified and unified, we're positioned for our greatest advancement in the kingdom that we've ever seen. advancement in your personal life your home your children are right on the verge I'm talking about your teenagers your young adult children are on the verge of something supernatural keep pressing in mama keep pressing in daddy keep showing the example I know you're getting hit on every side the devil wants you to go back to cursing he wants you to go back to drinking he wants you to go back to Loose living, you've made too much advancement. Shalom, shalom, shalom to you. Dozens of eyes are on you. In the name of Jesus, I speak the peace of God upon you and everybody in this house said amen, and amen, and amen. Let's give him a hand clap of glory. Come on, let's give him a hand clap of glory. Thank you, Father. Shalom. Blessed be his holy name. All right. All right, here's what I need you to do. I'm going to dismiss you in 30 seconds. Tonight's an epic night of the North Georgia Revival. Let me tell you why. Parker Green carries a very specific anointing. There will be things that will be slit in the spirit this evening. Muster up whatever you have to do. Change your scheduling to make sure you're in the house right now. I wouldn't miss it for the world. It's that important. So Lord, I thank you that at five o'clock there'll be hundreds of people in this room praying. We're going to gather around, seek you, cry out for your glory. And Lord, touch your people. Fought for Prayer, North Order Revival 298 tonight. God bless you.